listening to this because nobody's listening to this yet this is episode two uh we'll see how it goes let's get into it this week i uh had to go to a funeral family member died starting right off the bat with some death there are people had a death in the family uh those funerals it's it's rough man it's the worst way to bring people together but i mean you gotta do it Uh, i had the day off of work so i figured why not go out there to Yonkers and uh, go pay my respects. Got to spend a little time with the family. You know, you want to be there for your grandparents and stuff like that when the situation comes up. I tell you, uh, black funerals always uh, provide material, though. That's for sure. Um, This person, oh man. Okay, so they, they didn't have the funeral in the church, they had it like in the actual home. And whoever was running it, they they didn't there was there's no like it wasn't orderly i guess um person who started off the funeral they wanted to lead a song and it was this indian lady and she was like yes uh may she liked uh to sing songs and she requested that I, that we sing these two songs at her uh celebration of life so if there's anybody here that would like to sing, uh, could you please give me assistance? And everybody's just looking around, like, you know, like that whole, like, I ain't going up there. I ain't, you know, about to sing that shit. And she started singing. The song was Amazing Grace and just fucking butchered it. She was singing in the highest key. And that that's a weakness for me. First of all, it's a weakness for me to be in in church, uh, in general, I have a bad track record of laughing. And if you sing poorly in church or a funeral, whatever, I'm going to laugh. Like, I cannot help it. Uh, I try to keep it together. I try to be a good person and not look like a piece of shit as laughing inside of a church or, you know, at somebody who's trying to show their respect. But if it's, she was basically singing like the guy from Coming to America, the She's Your Queen song. Like she was singing in that key, just She's Your Queen to be. That, like, just that, but Amazing Grace. And everybody started helping her sing. Like, you know, the, the, everybody knows Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. And they were singing that part. But she started singing the second verse, and I guess nobody knew this version of whatever version she was singing for the second verse, and everybody just stopped singing and just kind of started humming, and she was just stranded singing terribly, trying to sing these high notes. And I, if I was her, I would have bailed. I would like, you know what? I tried, guys. You know, just you know the rest. Just imagine that I did it. I paid my respects. But she powered through. Gotta give it to her. She powered through. She powered through so long that it went like seven or eight verses. I've never heard Amazing Grace sing, sung, whatever the fucking tense is. I've never heard it performed with that many verses. 
it was so bad that like I was laughing I was doing like the shoulder buckle laughing and I was bent over and I had to make it look like I was crying you know like I was like I was actually having the appropriate response given the situation we were in and my aunt sitting next to me and I I almost kept it together until I looked at her and she had this face like that like when your chin turns into a walnut because you're you're trying to press your lips together so hard so you don't you don't let it out and she was just trying not to laugh too and once I caught a caught a glimpse of her I was like oh I'm done I'm done it's a good thing that my my dad and my little brother weren't there because it it would have been a wrap like I I almost left the room I came so close to leaving the room and, uh yeah so but we made it through um Somebody was going to ask me to speak, but they saw me like bent over laughing. Well, what they thought was crying and, you know, they, they went on about their business. And luckily, I didn't have to speak on it. Um, not that I wouldn't, but, you know, those, those things can be tricky. Um, then we had, you know, it's family, family, family drama comes out of funerals sometimes. Then we had the, this pastor close it out and he just opened it up with just this like five minute speech about how like we're not gonna die or no we're we're all going to die like nobody's gonna escape death which is like yeah of course dude we all we all get that but just the way he delivered it he was like you know if you look around in this room somebody here probably by the end of this year is going to die (laughs) like it was like dude what are you doing like it was basically like if Louis C.K. came and did the sermon. It's like, oh, everybody in this room, I'm glad you, I'm glad you made it. Uh, you know, well, you know, somebody's probably gonna die by the end of this year. So somebody is going to ruin Christmas. That old Louis bit. And yeah, it's just like that. But funeral went all right, man. Got to see see some of the family. Had to eat the food that they provide afterwards. I'll take all the pictures. That's the worst. Just trying to get everybody. Guys, we're so bad about it. My my dad's the I get he's the same way. It's like when it's time to go, it's time to go. Like, all right, we we saw everybody. We had the food. Like, let's just get out of here before we spend the rest of the day here. Like I know we want to catch up with everybody, but come on. We have got to go. Fucking A. Uh, start lining people up for pictures. All right, everybody, get together. Let's take a picture. Let's take a picture. Come on, come on. And then you know, oh, this person's not in the picture. Oh, grab, go grab them. Go grab them. Let's take the. You know, this person's not in the picture. Go grab. Okay, we got everybody here. All right, let's do it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yo, you get in the picture. You. It's like fucking. All right, nobody's ever. You're not gonna look at these. Nobody looks at pictures anymore. Nobody ever looks at pictures. I mean, unless you're like, you know, scheming on Facebook a little bit, but if you have pictures in your phone, like, you don't, you don't look at them. You know this and you're not going to go back and look at them. If they're in your own phone, you don't go back and look at, you don't ever look at your own pictures. Nobody does. I guess it's for, you know, those other occasions like, oh, you know, let's have a photo book for the family reunion or something, but you don't, and showing it to people is brutal. Nobody wants to sit there and look at all your done pictures and you have to be interested like oh yeah okay okay yeah i see i see that and it's just 
eight duplicates. It's like, all right, this was the same as the last one. Y'all are just, your heads are just turned at different moments of when they caught you. Um, some other news in my life. I tell you, this was a, this was a uh, month of up and ups and downs, man. Funeral, had a few gigs drop out, had some other good shows. Um, I did a an audition for uh, NBC Universal. It's called Stand Up NBC. We did it a few months ago, and they they uh, finally gave us the results of who made it through. And I did not advance to the the finals. Um, but it's okay, man. Got my name out there. Uh, it was a killer show. The the, the semifinals. It was just, it was a crazy lineup. I'm happy for the guys that made it. Um, and then I sent them my congratulations and everything. Um, you just gotta, you, you know, it's just one of those things in this business, man. You're gonna hear no a lot. You gotta keep pushing on forward. That's what I'm doing, man. Just pushing on forward, trying to get on these shows. You know, sometimes you hear no and it puts a fire under your ass. So that's what, that's what I'm trying to, to make the most out of it. Just push forward. And get on as many shows around here as I can. Uh, do this, do this goofy podcast that nobody's listening to. Just see what I can make of it. You know, but um, but yeah, it was a, it was a killer show, man. Like everybody had a good set. There, there were there weren't any, nobody was undeserving of going to the the finals in L.A. So uh, yeah, we'll look for the the other opportunities that come. I'll be sure to to do them take advantage of them um yeah it's back to back to the grind in new york just going to these shows hanging out swiping right on tinder i um i matched with this girl from moscow uh i didn't know she was my i had to ask because we were talking on the app and it seemed just like kind of like there was a language barrier there because you know we're just doing the, the formalities like hey how are you what are you doing and i was like yeah i think i'm gonna go get a slice and she was like you know slice a slice is the local term here it's an easy term it just means a slice of pizza and she was like a slice of what i was like oh pizza and i was like where are you from you know, I asked her where she's from, and she was like, oh, Moscow. I was like, okay, yeah, I figured you weren't from here. And uh, she was like, why Why is that? I was like, oh, well, you know, because you have a unique name, and you didn't know what a slice was. I mean, everybody knows what a slice is, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, uh, she goes, yes, my English isn't perfect. And I was like, why'd you move? She's like, I want to get a new experience. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she's over here doing whatever she's doing. We've been texting back and forth a little bit, but nothing, nothing really. Because every time I text her, it's just, these. It's, there's a language barrier, man. It's just, hey, you want, yes, yes, I, I am refreshed. I must, I must get to eat and have sleeps, many sleeps tonight. <laughs> I'm like, all right. This is like having a mail order order bride over here I'm talking to. I hit her up one day and 
I was just like, hey, uh, how's it going? And she goes, hey, I'm sad. <laughs> just flat out, I'm sad. Which is honest. You know, because most people will bullshit to you and be like, oh, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I was like, what? She was like, I got the, the worst news today. I was like, what's the news? She's like, a very important letter that I was waiting for. I missed it, and they did not put in my hands. So now it's on plane back to the mother country, or wherever the fuck. <laughs> Which is... I don't know. That, I'd like to know what was in the letter. Not to get all up in her shit, but... You know, just the fact that her missing a letter... Uh, she goes, the most important letter didn't come. It was here, but didn't give in my hands. And now tracking shows me what the letter departed in JFK again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, how sad? How fucking sad is that? That's, that's, that's even more sad that she's relying on postage. You can't, you can't have your family members send you a simple email. We're way, way past that now. Uh, handwritten letters. My dearest daughter, it is so cold here in Russia, in our capital, Moscow. We get many sleeps only to fight off the hunger. We do not wake during the day because there is famine. I don't fucking know what... <laughs> I don't know anything about Moscow or Russia, so it's, it's unfair for me to uh, to uh, assume that there's some poverty going on over there. I tell you what, if you're sitting there in your little your little cabin, writing at your desk, lit up by a candle, doing some handwritten letters, I, I can't assume it's too good. Firing off an email on the iPhone, can't do that. Make sure that doesn't get uh, swept away by JFK. But yeah. Hopefully uh, she gets her her shit. Damn letter. <laughs> I'd like to go over there. The, the, the Russians over here, sometimes I deal with them uh, in the city. At my day job. The Russians and hard to it, it can be hard to, to understand them you know they're coming yes do i have five sixteenth bolts i need i need parts for for uh, the rocket launcher uh to, to you need have you have nut you have welding nut uh to, to screw in no 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 i need i need this in and a uh, book level <laughs> saw the new james bond movie that was good. Talk about some uh, some Russian villains. Bond, we must break you. We will crush your bones and blow up the moon. Uh, this is dude. I don't know why this movie got um many reviews. Some of them, some of the reviews weren't so positive. Uh, but I liked it. It got a, it got a little long there at the end. I tell you, James uh, what's his name? Daniel Craig is a great Bond. He's my favorite. I, when I let's see, when I was a kid, I want to say like 
first Bond was Pierce Brosnan, and uh, yeah, those movies were good, but they, yeah, I think Daniel Craig is just the shit, man, and these movies are shot so damn well, the uh, cinematography is great, and they just don't, they don't look like it's just a, a hokey Bond movie, um, it looks like a legitimate, real deal uh, film, and uh, yeah, he was great, Christoph Waltz is always great. That dude is fucking... He plays a villain way too well. Like, if it came out that Christoph Waltz was a legit serial killer, i definitely believe it. I'm still bummed. But, but would you... <laughs> would you be so inclined to sit in the chair? I'm going to take the needles and put it into your eyeballs. Still bummed. Do you care about your lovely girl there? She's going to die. Once going to kill her? Yeah, um they uh yeah that dude that dude is fucking fantastic. Um every role he played, that that inglorious bastard shit, man. He was for the force, they say. Uh yeah, that was his that was his first I guess that was his first breakout role and he was he was great I've always liked it everything I've seen him in since has uh has been fantastic um yeah I'd like to that'd be that'd be a fun guy to work with I think unless some shit comes out I do not like the niggas <laughs> but um yeah that movie's good I'd just say check it out they got some great action scenes in it um David Dave Batista, the wrestler, he's in it. He's cool. Just beating the shit out of everybody. Just, you know, that big, that big, big, big brute. Oh. Some problems going on. Got some echo. Going on. Alright, we're back. Yeah, I had some problems with the headphones. I'm still fucking hearing it. Like I'm hearing myself in the headphones, but it's echoing. It's like doing radio, and I can't do it. I'm not at that level yet. So fuck it, we're just gonna go raw. Um, oh great, now it feels weird without the headphones in. Ah, uh, yeah. Just deal with it, people. This is this is me trying, trying. Uh, yeah, you're. This is this is just like doing stand up. You don't. You know, you're 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 seeing the failure uh in the learning experience in real time. So thanks for bearing with me. See how it goes. Um yeah, James Bond was good. Check that movie out. Um next movie I'm gonna see, I guess, would be Star Wars. That's what's next up on the on, on the list. Oh, speaking of wrestlers, uh just talking about uh Batista. Yeah, those wrestlers are great. Like the the fact it's crazy how they're like breaking out into to movies. Like you look at The Rock, he's a mega superstar. He's more famous as a movie star than he ever was as a wrestler. It seems like yeah, I, I'm sure some people, some kids don't even know that he used to be a wrestler. That dude's fucking jacked. He is bigger in size than he ever was as a wrestler, too. In the movies, he's like forty five. Yeah, sure, all of it's. On the up and up, not a single needle was touched at all. 
old Dwayne. Um, but yeah, there's a wrestler, Seth Rollins. Uh, I'm a wrestling fan. I, I'll admit it. I don't give a shit. Um, he got injured this uh, this past week on tour. WWE was overseas in Dublin, and he went to do a move and blew out his ACL and MCL and tore his meniscus all up. It's a fucking brutal injury. He'll be out for like nine months. And uh, I was a sports med major, so that that kind of shit is is always interesting to me. Um, even though I don't even use my degree in the least. Um, no intentions on using my degree. If you ask me anything about the body at, at this point, I'm just like, ah, I don't. I'll sing you the song. I'll be like, yeah, hip bones connected to your leg bone, your leg bones connected to your knee bone. Like, that's about what I have left in me. Um, but yeah, he tore his, uh, he tore his whole knee up. That's the, that's, that's the thing about like wrestling that people don't appreciate is, yeah, it's scripted. And everything. People are like, well, ain't it fake? And wrestler, people that like wrestling must be a bunch of fucking rednecks. Wee doggy. Let's go out there and watch a wrestling match and watch Ric Flair uh, strut his shit down the aisle. But it's like, these dudes are athletes. These guys are really going at it. And the, the guys like baseball, football, basketball, all the major sports, they all have an off season. They all get time off. To, to recover and heal and uh, not all these sports are people slamming their faces down on uh, steel steps and, and getting thrown off of ladders and shit like that and getting beat up yeah some you know they pull punches and everything but these guys are getting thrown around and uh, they do it every they do it every day every day every day every night and they're they're traveling around constantly they don't have an off season they're doing this almost uh, 350 days out of the year, just going in there, beating the shit out of each other every night. And it's like, it just wears on your body, just traveling around. Dude, I tell jokes. And when I go on the road and travel, and no nobody in the crowd is coming up and body slamming me after a punchline. And that travel alone gets me tired. I get tired from that. Your body wears down. You're eating shit food. So I can't imagine... How uh, how strenuous it is on these guys' bodies, um. But yeah, that's of course they're gonna take a needle to themselves every now and again. But um, yeah, dude, like just the fact that he got injured like that, it sucks because he's actually the champion in the company, the uh, the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. So they're hurting, man. They got a lot of people injured, and it just it catches up to you, you know. So you show the show these guys. Show the the non wrestling fan these injuries, and uh, you know they probably won't change their mind. They probably still think you're a fucking idiot for watching it and believing it. You know, of course I don't believe the shit. I know it's all scripted, but I still have respect for them. There's still an art to it. You know, comedians we we have our art. We're telling jokes, um, but not all the shit is is true. That we talk about some some uh, embellishment, I guess, on our part. Most people don't know how comedy works either. Uh, they think that we just go up there and 
can make up everything on the fly. Yeah, we have our improv moments, but most people, you know, have a little have a little act that they put together. They sketch out before they they go up there. Um, and you practice these jokes and you fucking hone them in, and craft it. Um, yeah, I was talking to a buddy of mine about this club here in New York where he was hosting the show, and he said he opened up the show by asking. This place is in Times Square, so there's just a bunch of fucking animals in Times Square. Just, just, uh, when you when you move to New York, you end up hating Times Square. When you come up to the city as a visitor, you know you go to Times Square and you're just like, oh my goodness, look at the lights, it's amazing, and you just you just you know you're blown away by New York. I remember the first time I came up here and I was a kid and I came up out the subway and like just you're just right there in the thick of all the lights and shit you've seen on TV and you're just like, whoa! It's like a fucking Disney scene. You're just blown away by all the the majesticness in, of it and the magic. But once you move up here and you walk through Times Square, you see the kid like me that's looking up marveling. You just want to kick him in the back of the fucking head and tell him to move. I've got places to go. So you're just trying to navigate through these sea of tourists and homeless people jacking off. And, uh, well, okay, it's not, it's not as bad as it used to be. Of course, it, it, yeah, Times Square is like Disney now. It's not, it's not like back in the day where, you know, there were hookers and peep shows all throughout the, all throughout the, uh, the place. But, um, anyway, the club, is in Times Square, and um, he's talking about how just he opened up the show asking, "Hey, who, who here is it their first time seeing stand-up comedy?" And like everybody in the crowd except like two people clapped or raised their hands or whatever. It was their first time, so he was their introduction to stand-up comedy. And it's like you gotta wrangle that shit in these. This is a whole group of people that don't know how this works and how shows work because that club dude they they really don't they really don't know how to uh have proper etiquette i mean i came up in a club that brought in fucking rednecks every night and they were well they were more well behaved watching me a black dude up there you know talking shit about them and uh making my jokes they're like hey man this this uh this here Negro fellow is pretty fucking funny. Uh, I'll, I'll give him a goddamn listen. Uh, but don't go talking about my Jesus. Anyway, um, the, uh, yeah, it's just a bunch of, it's still a bunch of animals that come through in Times Square, and it's more, it's just a bunch of hood rats. And, uh, then you got the, the people from other countries that come in, and some of them, you know, uh, do or don't understand what you're talking about, your references. Um, but yeah, these people are just, they're just talking throughout the show in their own little pocket. They just think it's a hangout. They don't understand that. It, yo, it's a fucking show and you got to pay attention and don't be playing a game of dominoes in the corner. Why the fuck did you bring dominoes? Um, yeah, so it's just, I was on stage and, uh, I mean, I dealt with them. I got my laughs, had to throw out a few little, little impressions there get them on my side and but um yeah it's still still just ridiculous one one girl stood up uh 
was talking about Little Wayne, and she was saying how he had Predator's haircut, but she literally had the same exact hairstyle, and then went on to call herself a Nubian queen. So yeah, that's uh, shows you the type of person that's coming into that club and what they really feel of themselves. Anybody that calls themselves a fucking Nubian queen, ugh, get out of here with that shit. Get off your. Nobody should ever take themselves that seriously, ever. I don't care. If you're the most good-looking person in the world or whatever, just don't don't be that. Don't think that you're above, you know, anybody else or just or give yourself a, a, a moniker or a title for whatever reason. I'm a newbie and clean. I work part-time at fucking Foot Locker. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I survived that shit. It's one of those places where you're just like, all right. I want to keep coming back here. Uh, how much, how much stage time is this worth? Like, is it is this is the stage time I'm getting here really of value? Um, no, no. Sometimes you just gotta hear yourself talk, though. Like this fucking podcast and all zero to five people that are listening to it. Um. Oh. I went on the the subway this, let's see, this was last night, and this guy came on, he had, uh, you know, it's fucked up, you see, you see some people, you would think that you wouldn't see some of the same people in the city, but you end up seeing them, it's weird, like, you, you run across some of the people with similar paths, and this dude I had seen at an open mic before, and he's just nuts, out of his mind, um, but he uh, he was on the subway platform wearing a yellow shirt and this blue crazy wig. And he's got like this microphone box around his neck. And he comes on into the subway. And he's got his backpack. He sets his backpack down on the floor and is standing there on the pole, like holding the pole. And uh, he you're just waiting, just waiting for him to like just start performing. And he he wasn't doing it. And I thought he was going to hold out. And we made eye contact at one point. And I gave him just like kind of like a friendly smile. And I think I triggered him into getting the courage to perform, which I immediately regretted. Because as soon as like I made eye contact and gave him just a friendly smile, he just he just kind of like turned back, nodded his head, and, like, kind of shook his shoulders off, like, all right, here we go, let's do this, it's game time, and fucking just started going up and down the aisle of the sub, just up and down the subway car, just with this blaring microphone, just doing this shuffle dance, and saying, let me see you waddle, let me see you waddle, let me see you waddle, and just going up and down, and people's face, like, getting all up in inside people's like personal space and just let me see you waddle let me see you waddle and clapping just loud as fuck and every now and again he'd stop just let me see you waddle and he'd point and go i love you i love you just pointing to people directly it was just the most uncomfortable but the thing i could not it was like the funeral like i couldn't Keep it together. I still laughed. So I mean, in a way, I guess he got 
guess he got the reaction he wanted, but it was just so ridiculous. It wasn't it wasn't a good performance by any means. Uh, but he just kept fucking doing it. And the thing is, usually these these subway performers will do it for a stop. And then, you know, or like as the stop's coming, they'll, you know, ask for money. He didn't ask for money or anything, but he just kept going with it, like through the stop. And like the, the door is open and his book bag is still on the floor. And he's going up and down the thing, leaving the book bag unattended. And I came so close, just getting up and just grabbing the book bag when the, the car was stopped and the doors were open and just fucking yeah just fucking throwing it across the subway platform onto the train tracks and leaving uh <laughs> just hoping that the book bag got run over by another oncoming train while he wasn't looking as he's just going out let me see your bottle and i love you like i don't know where the fuck these people really believe but you know what like I kept thinking about throwing that book bag, but I realized it would have been so fucked up. Well, not just because, uh, you know, that is a fucked up thing to do to somebody, but eventually he stopped. Uh, I guess he called it. I, I can't even remember what he called it. it. Was he called it like the quack shuffle or something? He ended the performance with just going quack like that three times. And just bowing and what was expecting applause from people and looked around and nobody he was just and did it again, just quack. <laughs> and of course people are not gonna give him applause. They're just like, What the fuck is this guy doing? And he just, you know, stopped, went back to regular voices like, Hey, you know, folks, that's yeah, that's that's uh that's my my performance there. You know, sometimes people sometimes people clap, sometimes people laugh or whatever. I, I guess I'm just off tonight. I guess I'm just having an off night with my performance. Uh, you know, you know, you can't you can't you know, never blame the crowd or anything. But uh, you know, that's that's just my performance. I just wanted to give for y'all. That's that's my song. Let me see a waddle. Uh, you can look me up on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Uh, my handle is the Jolly Cat. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, just look me up on there, uh, I'd like to give you a quote, how'd the fucking quote go, um, it was something about, if, it said, it was like, if you're in your head, uh, you're trapped or some shit, if you're out of your mind, you're free, so, go out of your mind to be the fucking crazy person on the subway. I don't fucking know, but it was, it was bullshit. Um, but yeah, so I was <laughs> still playing the shit of throwing the book bag in my head. But as soon as he cleared out his like little quote, like if you're in your mind, blah, blah, blah he just goes into this whole, uh, speech about God and, uh, and Jesus and everything, and I just would have, like, and it was, it was good and bad, um, it was good because, you know, it's like, all right, all right, so this guy's really just trying to, you know, show a good, a good message, I guess, um, but, you know, he's like, you know, I was put on this earth to make people laugh, yada, yada, and, uh, God loves you, and Jesus loves you, you need to let God into your life, and Jesus Christ into your life, he saves you, Everybody's just staring. Like, it was just this weird, like, shift. 
everybody at first was just like, what the fuck is this guy doing with this let me see you waddle? But then they still were having the same reaction, but kind of listening. And it's like, what the fuck is this guy doing? But he's got his head on right, I guess. Trying to preach a positive message, I suppose. Uh, and you could see people just kind of like nodding their head. And it's like the me and the, these two black ladies on the train sitting next to me. They were just like, they're like, yes, that the Lord is is there for you, baby. Mm-hmm. He is a blessing. And you need to let him in. You don't know what kind of a form uh, it, Jesus is going to come in to send you a message. Uh, it could be it could be uh, simple and, and, and something you expect, like a church-going member. Or it could be a guy with a pot belly and a yellow shirt uh, whose dick imprint you can see in his sweatpants with blue hair. You never know uh, what Jesus will... Uh, Put in front of you to let him let you know that he is there for you. But uh, yeah, they uh, yeah, but it it's just like kind of caught your attention, and it's like, all right, man, like you know, all right, I'll listen to you. God bless you. <laughs> I would have felt so bad just chucking that book, but I really can't do it. Sometimes I have these like urges to do shit, and you really have to fight. Like, all right, don't. Don't do it. Like, I've never done anything like that. I've never let it come over me or anything like that. But I I just wanted to throw that book bag so bad. And if, he, if I had done that, knowing this guy is just like, you know, hey, I'm just trying to just spread a message. It's like, ah, okay, I'm going to hell. Um, but yeah, not all people were hearing that shit. One, one uh, chick at the end of the train. Uh, the, the guy was loud as fuck. I will say that. He was being disruptive no matter what you know, little message you're trying to preach after your your, your dance there. Because it was like 1 o'clock in the morning. You've got a microphone uh, around your neck, a speaker around your neck with a microphone. And um, she's, uh, she was not having it. So he's, you know, let the Lord's light shine through you and be blessed. And she's just down there. Hey, shut the fuck up, homie. I ain't trying to hear that shit. So he's like, oh man, well, you know, that's that's the devil getting into you. She's like, no, nigga, this is Gina. And Gina gonna whoop your ass if you don't shut the fuck up. It's one o'clock in the morning and I got a goddamn headache. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, you can't win them all. You can't win them all. Uh, but uh, the guy, he just kept going. He kept going. He, he was a trooper. He fought through. He really wanted to get that message out. He went for it. I, I will say he 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 ran the light. Let's put it that way. He uh, that's a comic term. If you get the light, it's about time for you to get off stage. And he 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 burned the light for a good ten minutes. Where he's like, okay, dude, we got it. Jesus, God is good. All that mess. So you got You got to let us. Uh, you got to let us get some some peace and quiet here. But I did did get off the subway and tell him, you know, hey, God bless you, man. Um, he introduced himself and everything. It's funny just seeing somebody like that post their Instagram or, you know, try to push their Instagram page or whatever. Uh, yeah, that's the week, man. That's about all that happened to me this week. Um, I think I'm going to wrap it up with that. The the Jolly Cat story. And uh, I love you. It's so fucking creepy. Oh, my God. If I ever have kids and they say it to me like that, 
Oh, we gotta, it's time to ship him off. Ship him off to boarding school. But daddy, I love you. Get in the fucking trunk. Um, but yeah, so that's about it, man. Yeah, this is it. Thanks for listening. If you did, uh, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, all that bullshit. Jay Fisher Comedy. And this has been Shoot the Jay with Jordan. I'm Jordan Fisher. Y'all have a good week. Bye.